find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, the medical medium. We're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week we bring the most advanced healing information out there so you can work on healing, so you can get the things you need, so you're not trapped in all the trendy misinformation and disinformation that's out there that confuses everybody and it keeps you sick for years. Does it work? Does it not work? Is it working? Don't know. Staying sick? Am I getting better? Whatever. And the whole thing keeps on going on and on and on. It's a difficult world when it comes down to chronic illness. Science and research is behind the times with chronic illness. It's ahead of the times with so many awesome things. It really is, and including in medicine, life-saving medicine, without a doubt. We're, we're way ahead to where we were before, but not in chronic illness, not in chronic illness. And today's show is about sluggish liver. Sluggish liver is a term that I've actually been using all these decades and in, in, in working with people and everything. Sluggish liver is, is that's, that's where it's derived from. This isn't fatty liver. This isn't fatty liver. This is sluggish liver. Someone said to me, wait a minute, never heard sluggish liver. Yeah, because that, that's, that's the thing that I've been actually trying to teach people along the way so they know what's going on so you can kind of see the symptoms and everything. And what's scary about sluggish liver, about the liver being stagnant and sluggish, what's spooky about that? Well, you can get all kinds of different things, all kinds of different illnesses and diseases and everything else. And that's what we have to avoid. Our liver gets filled up with all kinds of toxins and poisons. I'm going to go into it. But I'm also going to show you the signs so you actually know what they are. So you can be like, oh, my God, I have to start taking care of my liver. This is really an important show. This is one of those shows where, look, if you're dealing with a condition now, this will help you. If you're not dealing with a condition, this will help you. If, you're, you, know, if you have a, a symptom or two, this is going to help. Everything is going to help when it comes down to the liver, getting rid of a sluggish liver. And, and a sluggish liver isn't just about having weight gain. You can have no weight coming on and have a sluggish liver. I'm going to talk about this. This is really an important episode without a doubt. So I want you to be, uh, I want you to be comfortable, get some herbal tea, whatever you need, sit back. And, and just, you know, let me, let me throw it all at you so you can say, okay, okay. And you could sit back and everything else. Let me do the work here. Let me do the work. And then you sit back, relax, and uh, let's go for the ride. Fasten your seatbelts though, because this isn't going to be a pretty, this isn't going to be a pretty show. (laughs) This isn't going to be a pretty one. You know, the funny thing is the symptoms and conditions that result from a compromised liver aren't only the ones you would expect, not the ones you would expect. So you have to always know that. The liver gives us all these different symptoms that we're not aware of and conditions that we're not aware of. So we have to think about that for a minute, okay? So contrary to popular belief, eczema and psoriasis isn't a like autoimmune condition where the body's attacking itself. That's not what causes eczema and psoriasis, See, that's just one condition that is a liver problem. See, the liver is why someone has eczema and psoriasis. It's their liver. And it's not their body attacking the liver. Their body's not attacking the liver at all. But that is one prime example that research and science has no idea about, has no idea that eczema and psoriasis is literally just a liver problem. And with eczema psoriasis, it's copper in the liver uh, coupled with a viral um, a, a viral load, so a low-grade chronic viral infection that sits in the liver for for could be for decades, starting from childhood, sitting in the liver. And what it does, it feeds off of copper, releases a dermatoxin, 
Um, that dermatoxin floats to the surface of the skin, creates eczema or psoriasis or rosacea and so forth. So that's that one. But see, you know, science and research isn't there yet. So examples. So here's the deal. Like an overloaded liver can cause acne too. Nobody knows that part. Science and research is still kind of hung up on the whole hormone thing. Like it must be hormonal. Something must be going on. But that's not it at all. Sure, you can get acne breakouts during hormonal period times in your life, whether it's puberty or menstruation or anything like that, because because the immune system drops during anything. Anything happening hormonally, including a bad experience, including high stress, where your adrenals are pumping and all those hormones are flooding through your body from your adrenal glands. You can then get acne a week later. Nobody knows. You can't connect the dots. That happens all the time. So it's all about the immune system dropping because of experiences that are hormonal that lower the immune system. Research and science doesn't know that part. So, but a sluggish liver leads to acne. So that's a whole nother thing. You know, and in in this, I could go on and on and on. And I think I will. And I think I will. We're told it's only hormonal, like I said, for skin related, but that's not true. It's a sign that 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 basically there's the the liver is under some type of duress. Some type of duress. And with, with acne, when the immune system lowers strep, which sits inside the liver and sits inside the lymphatic vessels and everywhere else in the body can kind of rise up and strep causes what, you know, causes the body to build up sebum oil. And then you got the acne and the whole bit. And then you got the cystic acne, which is strep related. That's why when doctors used antibiotics in the old days and a long time ago for the first acne cases, they were just like, whoa, it's working for a minute. <laughs> Exactly. And then he created new antibiotics and new antibiotics and strep gets resistant and new antibiotics. And hey, you know, keep people on antibiotics for years, try to keep their strep down. They don't know it's strep. They don't know what's happening. And that's why I was saying this is advanced information. So you can be like armed, so you can be protected, so you can have armor, so you can have your shield, so you can be an expert. There's nothing better than being an expert. There's nothing better than being an expert, and that's what you are when you get all this information, and that's it. You can kind of, you can hold that sword, hold that shield, and the whole bit. It's important to to protect yourself when it comes down to health. Being an expert in health is really important. So, so we're talking about this mystery high blood pressure, mystery high blood pressure. How about that one? Okay, mystery high blood pressure means they they don't really see a big old clog somewhere. They don't see a big old clog like in the artery, like tons of plaque buildup and, and, you know, and even people with plaque buildup and all of that, they don't have to have high blood pressure at all. And they don't see a heart problem, a direct heart problem. So they're thinking like, you know, hey, wait, well, you got high blood pressure. It's just probably genetic or it's just, you know, maybe your father had it, maybe whatever. And this is what happens or your, you know, your mom had it or whatever it is. And so they go by things like that. But unless they see a direct, like, clog somewhere, you know, that some arteries are really being clogged up and the passageways are getting more narrow for blood flow and then the blood pressure can go up because of that. But even with that, it doesn't mean blood pressure's up with a lot of people that have artery and plaques and plaque inside their, their, you know, inside the arteries, arterial plaque. So what happens is that it's the liver that has everything to do with high blood pressure, sluggish liver sluggish, stagnant liver. Mystery heart palpitations, once again, sluggish, stagnant liver. But in that case, that case, 
It has a lot to do with something viral inside the liver, creating a jelly-like substance. That's the Epstein-Barr virus. That jelly-like substance gets sucked out of the liver, pushed up the highway, right up to the heart, collects in the valves, creates heart palpitations, rhythmias, ectopic heartbeat, and so forth. So science and research doesn't know any of that either, and at, at, at all, including the high blood pressure thing I just said. You, medical communities are unaware of any of this. So you're getting really advanced information out of liver rescue right here. If you don't have a copy of Liver Rescue, you should get a copy of Liver Rescue. If you can't afford a copy, go to the library. I say it all the time. I know I sound like a broken record, but that's how bad I want you to have the book. I want you to be able to help yourself. So we have, um, and, and a book, if you don't have, I don't know what it is, if you can get, I don't know, $15, $20, but if you can get a book, get a book if you can, whatever you can do, or at the library. So the heart palpitations, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, see, what happens is science and research thinks type 2 diabetes has everything to do with nothing but sugar consumption and, and you know, insulin resistance from sugar consumption. They're thinking, you know, pancreas gets weak, AA1C goes up, got type 2 diabetes. Um, everything's wrong again. Wrong, wrong, wrong. What happens is it has everything to do with the liver. You change your diet, the liver gets better. Okay, you start eating better, the liver starts getting better. Your numbers go down. That's how it works. If you keep on eating all this bad food, all this bad food that's filled with fat and sugar combined, the liver gets burdened, the liver gets burdened, the liver gets burdened, gets sluggish, sluggish, sluggish. Type 2 diabetes is sluggish liver. You get your liver a little bit better, you, you lose the type 2 diabetes or, the, or the, the blood sugar issues. That's sluggish liver right there. So think about that. And I mean, I'm going through all these different conditions right here, which is kind of cool. You know, I, I didn't expect that on the show. I didn't expect that I was going to go about. I was going to talk about other things about the liver being sluggish, how it works, and everything. But it's, I guess, it's good to actually connect the dots right here of the conditions that sluggish liver brings. I think that, and that's the best way to do it. I mean, I just realized it just now. I was just going to give you this whole bunch of stuff about sluggish liver, which we're going to do, which we're still going to do. But this is really cool. Um, I'm excited about this. So in Liver Rescue, I talk all about this. I have a whole section in the book on sluggish liver. It's important to know all this stuff. And I can't scratch the surface of what Liver Rescue has in this radio show. I, I know some some of you are probably listening to radio shows and well, I don't need to get the book. I got his radio shows. Actually, actually, the book is massive. And the, the word count is huge, and I can't even scratch the surface. It's not even possible, but this is fun. So we got, um, we got the type 2 diabetes. So what happens with diabetes is, and I'll give you the quick rendition of it, because we'll probably do another diabetes show down the road. The quick rendition is, with type 2 diabetes, is the liver gets sluggish, toxic, and it's from the high-fat diet, all high-fat diet. It just so happens people usually eat a lot of bad sugar, with their high fats. So what does that mean, bad sugar with your high fats? It's ice cream, it's fat, sugar. That's just an example right there. You know, milk, lactose, fat. That's milk. I mean, it's, you know, cheese, fat, sugar. That's, that's what that is, cheese. You have cheese, it's just, that's fat and sugar. What that does is it creates a real sluggish liver. It creates a real sluggish liver. It puts lots of fat in the bloodstream, Puts poor quality sugars in the bloodstream at the same time, and but but really you can do that. You can put you can put ice cream into people and young people, and they're not getting type two diabetes. They're not getting insulin resistance because their liver isn't sluggish yet. You see how it goes? 
your liver starts getting sluggish from all the junk in it, from all the garbage in it, from high-fat diet for many years. You know, a teenager's not on a high-fat diet for many years. But when you start getting in your 20s and you're getting in your 30s, you're still doing high-fat diets, and now we're told to eat high-fat diets, high-protein, high-fat diets now, but minus the sugar, as if that's the answer. If that's actually the answer, which it's not. It's not. In Liver Rescue, I explain the whole thing. It's not the answer. I have a whole section of the book talking about the high-fat trend and where it came from, how it started, and why it's not right, and what's right, and what isn't, what's wrong, what's not, whatever. Just so you got the right information. Just so you don't waste time. I mean, I don't know. Life is precious, and when I think about it, when I think about how precious life is, and um, every day is precious. Every hour is precious. I mean, come on, face it. I mean, right? And when I think about wasting time on information that isn't correct or doesn't get you anywhere, or you think it is, but in the end it tricks you and it's like falls through your hand like sand and then it doesn't get you anywhere down the road. It's really disappointing because how much time was invested, how much money is invested, whatever it is, it's really sad. And, and life here on earth is precious. We need every minute we can get. So getting the real information is the key. And the one thing you'll, you'll, you'll get if you're brand new to the show is like, is, okay, is he selling something? No, I'm not selling anything. Is he selling something? What's he selling? Is he selling a $5,000 cleanse? What's he doing? What's his gig? Is he selling zillions of supplements? No, I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling anything. When I'm saying the information's correct and it's right information for you and everything else, what you'll find, there's no, there's no marketing, MLM marketing, or you can buy into a cleanse or whatever it is and get, you know, I'm sure, you know, whatever it is, whatever that people are doing out there now, it's crazy. It's like infomercials on every podcast. I almost can't even stand it. So when you're getting the right information, it's key. It can protect you from diabetes. It can protect you from eczema and psoriasis. It can protect you from the, from high blood pressure, but more than that, protect you from acne, protect you more than that. It doesn't waste your time. It doesn't waste your time. And that's the key right here. So what happens is when somebody's younger and they're, and they're not getting that kind of, they're sluggish, they're not getting that sluggish liver yet. And let me tell you something, young people get sluggish liver too. And they're not getting that sluggish. So many are, are younger. They're not getting the sluggish liver quite yet. What happens right there is they're not going to show signs of A1C rising. They're not going to show signs of diabetes too. They're not going to show signs of any of that. They might see, you might see some hypoglycemia. I've seen a lot of teenagers with hypoglycemia without a doubt. Without a doubt. Not hyper so much, but always hypo. So that's a sluggish liver starting right there all on its own. But the point is it's not, you know, not 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 the most normal thing. It's just, yeah, there there are teenagers going through that, and then people in their twenties go through it more. People in their thirties go through it even more. Sluggish liver gets worse and worse and worse. You got the fat and the sugar combinations. You fat and sugar combinations. Finally, the liver's just like, oh my God, I can't take this anymore. I can't handle this anymore. The liver can think. I can think it can function. It has over 2,000 chemical functions undiscovered by research and science. And in those 2,000 chemical functions, it, it, it's, it's at a place, it's at a place where it, you know, it has to think for you. It actually has to think for you. If it doesn't think for you, it can't protect you. It can't do the best it can to give you that longer life. And we just trash our livers. And that's the whole thing. We do trash our livers. I mean, it's, it's, that's how it works here. Do we do it on purpose? I, I don't know if anybody really does it on purpose. Even if someone drinks, I don't know if they're trashing their liver on purpose. Even if someone drinks. So it's just a really, really strange situation on that whole thing. But 
So, but basically we do trash your livers. Maybe it's by default, maybe it's by just being here, but either way. So that sluggish, sluggish liver, what happens is it starts to get so clogged up with fat and it loses its glucose reserves. On top of that, that's, a, that's what happens. It, then the pancreas starts to give way a little bit, starts to give way a little bit, weaken a little bit too. It's really the sluggish liver that gets you into the diabetes, the type 2 diabetes. But what happens is someone starts exercising and they start shaking up their liver and they start changing their diet and they start taking out the sugar and they still keep their high-fat diet, but they take out the sugar, their A1C goes down. And the doctor's like, look, you're already getting better, but it doesn't mean your liver's not sluggish as heck and diabetes can't come back on the drop of a hat when you eat a little sugar. What you really need to do is drop the fat. And bring healthy carbohydrates in, healthy sugars, and that's how you beat it, and that's how you get rid of your sluggish liver. But that's just diabetes. So that's just a quick, a quick rendition of that, real quick. You know, another thing right here: seasonal affective disorder. Sad. So seasonal affective disorder. That's from a sluggish liver. It's amazing, you know. The, the in the 1980s, early 1980s, seasonal affective disorder. A whole bunch of experts got together, and they crowned. They got their, like, crown glory. They got their names behind seasonal affective disorders if they discovered something. Seasonal affective disorder, I, I have a whole chapter in here. It's, it's actually a joke. It's like, it's, it's, it's not about the seasons. It's about how sick your liver is. And, yeah, for a lot of people, and, you know, in the summertime, it, you know, their liver does a little better. You know why? They're walking a little bit more. They're eating a little bit better. Maybe they ate a couple of pieces of fresh fruit. Maybe they had some berries. Um, yeah, they're getting a little sun, which helps your liver. I talk about that all the time. Helps your liver. And liver rescue, I talk about it. I mean, they get a little more sun, but they're helping their liver. And then what about all those people that don't have seasonal affective disorder? Their liver's not as bad yet. So they kind of tend to do okay in the winter. But everybody, you know, everybody in the winter months, you know, does, doesn't do that great unless they're, you know, exercising and they're in the gyms and everything else and they're taking care of the liver a little bit and they're eating still a little bit better and then they can kind of, but seasonal affective disorder, like it was a big discovery. Unbelievable. I think it's a group of, I don't know, a group of doctors or group of experts have their name on seasonal affective disorder from back in the 80s. It's like, oh my God, yawn. My God, because it's, it's like when you think about it, you can't even scratch the surface to what it really is or even get to it. Not to mention, you get all the people with chronic illness, meaning a chronic fatigue syndrome, where it gets worse in the winter. Or it even gets worse in the summer because their nerves are inflamed. And that's a whole thing. Seasonal affective disorder went to summertime because it was getting so kind of like shady. Where it wasn't the winter, there's all these people, they're exhibiting symptoms, and it's summertime too. And they're exhibiting symptoms in the spring and exhibiting symptoms in the fall. It's kind of, was ridiculous what was happening because... People have viruses in their liver. They got chronic illness. They got Epstein-Barr inside their liver. They got chronic fatigue syndrome on and off. They got all kinds of different things going on. And it all reflects on, you know, how their nerves feel. And if they can't handle the heat, they swell up with the humidity. And in the wintertime, they hurt. And they're sore. And they're achy. And is it SAD? No, it's so many other things. And that's the joke about seasonal affective disorder. But if you take seasonal affective disorder, you know, serious for what it, you know, for the name or whatever it is, and you look at it, it's a liver problem, and it's all these other problems with the liver. It's all these other problems with the liver. So it can set you up. Dark circles under the eyes. That's a sluggish liver because the blood's getting filled with so many toxins. So the blood's getting filled with so many toxins. Unless you haven't slept, unless you don't sleep, 
I'll get a few dark circles under my, I'll get a few days of it without a doubt because I'm working on the books and I don't want to stop. Sometimes you get on a roll and you just, you just don't want to stop and spirits giving you the information. You don't want to stop. You just don't want to say, Oh no, I, I, I can't do this right now. You just want to just take that medical information from spirit and you want to put it in, you want to put it in, you want to write it, write it, write it. And so if that means three days of being up mostly and sleeping on and off on the couch, <laughs> for a few hours or whatever it is, yeah, I'll get some dark circles. But if you have dark circles and you're getting all this sleep, you're getting all this sleep. I mean, you're getting eight hours a night, seven hours a night, whatever, six hours a night, and you're getting your sleep. You got some dark circles. That's the sluggish liver. And those are toxins in the blood, blood toxins floating around, floating around. Those blood toxins are floating around and they surface to the thin skin, the under your eyes, you got your thinnest skin. That's your thinnest skin under your eyes. I don't, I mean, the, under your armpits and under your eyes. It's your thinnest skin, especially under the eyes. And so you'll see, you know, you see the dark circles because that's actually blood. That's toxic blood. That means you got a sluggish liver. So that's how it works, all these things. And this is, you know, something chronic dehydration. You know, chronic dehydration, that's sluggish liver too. People don't know they're chronically dehydrated. They have no idea. Walking around chronically dehydrated, it's unbelievable. I just grabbed some water just now when I was when I was seeing that and saying that. I just grabbed some water. So I'm going to sip a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good water. Very good. So chronic dehydration is something that people walk around with all the time and don't even know it. But the problem is with that is then your liver, the liver just gets sluggish and stagnant and can't flush out the poison on a daily basis. It can't do a job. You're, you're, you're not drinking enough fluids. You're not getting your lemon water. You're not getting your celery juice every single day. You're not getting your celery juice. You're not getting your lemon water. You're not getting your coconut water. You're not eating some fresh fruit. You're not eating fresh salads. You're doing all cooked food or you're doing all animal protein and all cooked food. And maybe you're doing some salads and a green juice once in a while, but you just get dehydrated. And how dehydrated were you were years before you started eating better? How dehydrated were you were years before? How dehydrated were you, you know, were you, <laughs> sorry, how dehydrated 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and consistently dehydrated from when you were little? I remember, I remember being in daycare. <laughs> being in daycare, okay? And I was so thirsty. I was so thirsty. Unbelievable, like dying of thirst in daycare. I remember there was a, like Dixie cups. They'd give out Dixie cups with a thimble of apple juice in it. I mean, I'm sure it's changed. I'm sure it's changed. <laughs> But there's like, you know, like Dixie cup with thimbles of like a thimble of apple juice in it. I mean, unbelievable. I remember being so thirsty. It's like, you know, like your, your babyhood, you could be dehydrated. You're, 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 you're like three years old, four years old, you could be dehydrated. And then, you know, catch a flu and a fever and forget it. Exactly. I mean, because you're just, you're, you can, it's easy to be chronically dehydrated from the very beginning without a doubt. And then if you got a sluggish liver all the way, a sluggish liver, I mean, all the way through your life for all kinds of reasons, filled with poisons and toxins, we inherit them. 
we inherit a ton of toxins and poisons. I mean, ton, yeah, okay, that's a, not the right phrase, but we a substantial amount. Old DDT, pesticides, oh my God, everything, mercury, heavy metals, all kinds of metals, lead, cadmium, nickel, uh, arsenic, yeah, arsenic, absolutely. Traces, traces of arsenic in there. As a child, traces of arsenic in there, without a doubt. Sitting inside the liver. Do you think it burdens it? Yeah, it does. And then there's all the other stuff we're exposed to. Unbelievable. So varicose veins. What about that one? I know I'm covering a few conditions right here. This is just a few ones. Just, just a few for fun. Varicose veins. That's a sluggish liver. I mean, I've heard for years when I was working with people, this women being like, I, I got all these varicose veins. I'm getting them removed. I don't know what to do, whatever. Or um, how, do you do, how do you address it? That's sluggish liver your whole life. That's what that is. Spider veins, it's all sluggish liver. Liver's, you know, the liver's burdened, toxin, struggling, strained. And I talk about in Liver Rescue how it all works. These conditions, I'm not even, I'm not even like scratching the surface of any of this stuff that I'm even talking about that's in liver rescue. But I'm just going over like sluggish liver. It's, it's amazing what is there and how much is there. It's incredible. So you got the varicose veins, weight gain. Okay, well, let's talk about weight gain for a little bit. Total sluggish liver all the way. All the way. Because that's the whole point. That's the whole point. The weight gain has everything to do with the liver. And it's not even just a fatty liver. Sluggish liver will lead to a fatty liver. Sluggish liver is kind of like, you know, a little bit before fatty liver. Then the fat fat comes on to the liver, comes on to the liver. You can, you can look like you don't have a scrap of fat on your body and your liver be fatty, waiting for you to put fat back on the body. It's unbelievable how it works with the liver. Unless you take care of that liver, really work on that liver, Look, okay, what do I mean? How hard do you have to work on? Well, there's a little cleanse in the book that's so easy to work with. It actually can get the weight off and get your liver back into action and everything else. But it's not even just about that. It's about doing the celery juice, just basics, basics. Lemon water, having a fat-free morning. What's a fat-free morning? No overt fats in the morning. If you're into animal protein, no animal protein in the morning. If you're if you're if you're vegan and you're you're not into animal protein, whatever, no avocados in the morning, no nut butters, no oils in the morning. That's how you avoid a sluggish liver. Just just the mornings alone. So, and I haven't gone in, you know, I haven't gone into so much. We got so much to cover. We we still got a little time. So with the weight gain. When that liver gets burdened with all the poisons and toxins over the years, including medications, pharmaceuticals, everything else we're exposed to, and there's a lot of things we're exposed to that get all zapped up and saturated into the liver, including stress-related hormones like adrenaline sucking into the liver and damaging it, little scar tissue occurring in the liver, the liver getting sluggish over time, viruses inside the liver, you got the HHV6s sitting inside everybody's liver. You got the Epstein-Barr sitting inside everybody's liver. Sometimes people have three Epstein-Barrs, three varieties. It's just sitting inside the liver because there's over 60 varieties of EBV. You know, and then some people have you know, shingles, two varieties of shingles sitting inside the liver. And cytomegalovirus and bacteria and all kinds of things that sits in the liver. And it could be sitting in there not doing much, but it bogs the liver down. And weight gain occurs. You get the hot flashes, you get the weight gain, you get the heart palpitations, you could get palpitations, you could get everything. You could, it could all come. 
bloating can come. So it's just, you know, sluggish liver can lead to anything. And what happens is, what happens when the liver gets sluggish? We'll talk about that a little bit long, longer before I go into more symptoms and conditions. When the liver gets sluggish, bile reserves break down. They break down. Bile production weakens. So bile production weakens. Why is bile so important, you guys? Because it goes up into your gut, goes up, drops into your intestinal tract, drops into your duodenum, drops down in there, and it's there to disperse fats. So it's there to disperse fats. And if it doesn't disperse fats, and we keep on bombarding our, we keep on bombarding ourselves with these high-fat diets, including the healthy ones right now. All that bile's got to be produced, wearing down the liver. Let's wear out the liver. Let's wear it, wear it down. So it's got to produce all its bile reserves and wear it down and break it down. No one even talks about this stuff. They don't even know. Not even the experts out there, the so-called experts. You know, I, I talk to some of those experts out there, also writing books or whatever in health and everything, and it's almost like I, I can't talk to them because they, 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 they think you're talking Chinese when you talk about, because they've never heard this information before. They don't understand it. They don't know that sluggish liver means bile reserves break down, and then fats can't disperse from the high-fat, healthy diet, and then the fats have to go somewhere, and you know where it goes? It goes on the lining of your intestinal tract, grows rancid, and feeds bacteria, and they look at you. They don't know. They don't understand. It's crazy. They'll just say, um, well, you know, it's... It's good to get rid of sugar and carbohydrates, and, um, and healthy fats are good for you, and they're good for your brain. I mean, that's where it stops. It's actually unbelievable. And then they say, oh, and stay away from grains. You've got to stay away from grains. This is where it stops. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I, am I talking to, who am I talking to? And they're just like, well, you need your protein, and you got to get rid of your carbohydrates, and you got to get rid of your grains, Okay, okay. You got to rid of gluten. You got to worry about your lectins. Oh, okay, sure, sure. And you got to get rid of this. And then, you know, and, and this way, you know, you're, you don't get the insulin resistance. You get rid of your sugars out of your diet. Got to exercise. It's almost like, oh, my God, I just got stupider. I just got stupider. It's unbelievable to me, really. And, you know, and so the bottom line is what happens is if your bile breaks down, because of the high-fat diet you've been on for so many years, meaning the poor fats you've been eating, and then the good fats, whatever, all the same to deliver eventually in the end. You got to just lower them. You don't just, you can have fats. And I'm not saying some fats aren't good for you. That's not it. But the liver, it gets so beaten down, so burdened down, so then the bile can't actually break down any fats anymore. What this happens is with your sluggish liver, it also causes your stomach to lose its hydrochloric acid. So that breaks down. So you can't break down your proteins good anymore. And then you get gut rot. And then you get diagnosed with SIBO, with streptococcus that doctors don't even know either. And I was talking to another expert and I was like, well, what what, what kind of bacteria do you think is in there? And they're like, "Um, uh, it's just bacteria. You know, it's an overgrowth of bacteria. I go, what kind of bacteria? I'm like, well, we don't know. Nobody knows what bacteria it is. I go, yeah, of course. It's strep. That's what it is. People are loaded with it from their mouth down to their butt. And they're loaded with it. It's in their throat, deep in their tonsils, just sitting there. It's coming out in acne everywhere. Yeah, it's just, chronic illness is not advanced in all. I mean, even if you talk to these best functional people right now, they just, they kind of don't know. Instead, they'll go into, oh, biome and biofilm and 
they'll go into, you know, that kind of thing, or go into Lyme, and it's just, but, but clueless, though, even about Lyme, and it's hard. So, and I'm saying this only because if you, if you want to be an expert, you just, you got to have the information. You got to. I mean, I teach a lot of uh, doctors, too, and I give them the information. A lot of them are open to it, and they're like, oh, my God, that's the, that, thank God for telling me this, and my patients are getting better, and my patients are getting better. And, you know, I, that, I go through that all the time. But it's amazing with some of the trendy guys and gals, some of the trendy ones, where they're just like, I don't even, they don't even know. Just get rid of your, get rid of your gluten, your lectins, and make sure you, you know, stay away from all fruit. The very thing that actually keeps you alive the longest in this world. The very thing that gives you 10, 15, 20 more years in your life is fruit. The antioxidants, the minerals, the trace minerals and the antioxidants, the very thing that stops you, you from dying. That's An antioxidant comes from fruit. It doesn't come from a whole lot of else. Even vegetables don't have a lot of antioxidants. It comes from fruit, comes from berries. But not just berries, it comes from everything, papaya, mango, and everything else. And you know what those antioxidants do? Stop sluggish liver. You know what else those antioxidants do? Stop you from dying. It's called oxidizing. We oxidize. That's how we die. That's how we die on the planet. We oxidize. And when we get disease, we oxidize faster and faster. So you talk to these trendy guys, and they'll just be like, I'm not talking about a lot of the brilliant guys. There's a lot of brilliant doctors and practitioners out there and functional doctors too. I mean, there's a lot of brilliant ones out there. And they're working on some amazing stuff. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. And I have some good conversations with them. It's unbelievable. And they take my information and they apply it in their practice. And they're like, then they contact me and saying, oh my God, this is, this is really helping out my practice. And it's putting it together with what I do and blah, blah, blah. And it's great. But, but you talk to these, these other trendy guys and it's like, they're just like, no, no, you got to keep the fats going. You've got to do the keto thing. You got to just, you know, you got to avoid this, avoid fruit. You got to avoid all the fruit you can. Fruit's bad for you. It's bad for the liver. Oh my God, dear Lord. I'm going to tell you now that that's what it's like out there. It's that's exactly what it's like out there. I am not exaggerating here. And I'm not just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not just saying this the whole bit. So when it comes down to weight gain, you got the sluggish liver, the bile reserves break down. So then your fats that are in your gut, they're going in there. That's why the weight is coming on so fast for so many people. The bile can't break it down, disperse it into the bloodstream. And even if it does break it down, disperse it into the bloodstream, you still got all this fat in the bloodstream causing problems and going back up into the liver again. So that's a whole nother problem. But that's why you got to lower the fats in the diet for the, for the sluggish liver. But weight gain has a lot to do with that. Sure, people lose weight when they go on, like they, when they go on, they go off of all sugar. They go on a radical change of their diet. Their body goes into shock. They start exercising an hour a day, and they start losing weight. They're just eating, you know, some some protein and which is fat, some protein and fat, and some vegetables, and they've changed everything. They stopped eating the pizza. Their body goes into shock, but their liver still stays sluggish. They still have a high fat diet, and they're still prone to heart attacks all the time. I've seen people in the best shape with sluggish livers get heart attacks. Just heart attacks. I, I see it. So, I mean, it's so unbelievable out there. 39 years old, heart attacks. 38 years old, 42, 44, whatever. Even exercising, taking care of themselves. I'm not talking about people that aren't taking care of themselves at all. Because what it is, is you got this liver completely stagnant and sluggish. No one's doing anything about the liver. They're still on a diet that's not, hard, that's not helping the liver. It's hurting the liver. They've gotten weight off. They've shifted things. They're exercising. But it's not enough. We have to do more. 
we have to do more. If everybody thinks, if anybody thinks they're just, you know, protected, I mean, you know, no. No, you have to do things for yourself. And the liver rescue, that's what I talk about here. So, so with the weight gain, all that fat gets rancid, sits on the linings. It's built up on the linings of the intestinal tract, the walls everywhere. It gets rancid, starts getting hard. It gets in the bloodstream too much. It gets in the liver, starts getting hard. It gets in the liver, sits there, gets stagnant, sluggish. The liver gets like that. Hydrochloric acid starts to break down in the stomach because the liver's breaking down. The liver's weakening. So HCL has to overproduce until it burns out. So your gastric acid build burns out. You start bloating. You get weight gain and you're bloating. The whole thing can go wrong. And this is just, I'm just scratching a, a touch of this. I mean, I could do a whole, we're going to do a whole show on all this stuff. Chemical sensitivities. Chemical sensitivities. That's one right there. That's a sluggish liver. A liver filled with a lot of poisons and toxins and the body reacting as these toxins are actually leaving the liver. Not only that, they're in the liver stored and then you can't do any, it can't store any more. So then the chemicals, anything, anything you're exposed to, you name it, sits around in your system longer and longer and longer and it can't even be vacuumed up into the liver. I mean, once again, that's a real stagnant sluggish sluggish liver. And I've seen people with a lot of weight on them with chemical sensitivities, a lot of weight on them with the worst chemical sensitivities, just really sluggish lymphatic system, the liver sluggish, a lot of weight on them, the whole bit. And I've seen people skinny as rails, so skinny with chemical sensitivities, and you still can have a dysfunctional uh, fatty sluggish liver. And that's how, how it works too. You can have both things with different people easily, easily with different people. And for different reasons. But that's how it works. And then I've seen people that are really skinny, but then they gain all the weight later. So they have chemical sensitivities really skinny, and they gain all this weight later after their adrenals start to really burn out. But the adrenaline is actually keeping, keeping their weight off. I've seen people go 10, 15 years really thin, really thin, not eating good, not eating great, really thin, no carbohydrates, I mean the healthy carbohydrates, all on fat and protein, thin in a bad way, meaning like where, where everybody's worried. And then, and then what happens is eventually catches up, the adrenaline stops, the whole thing, what happens? It's a, when you're on the fat, high-fat diets, when you're on the high-fat diets, whether well, we're talking about chemical sensitivities for a second, but let's just go up. When you're on these high-fat diets, it, 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 it burns the adrenals out because when you put fat, when you eat too much fat, overt fat of any kind, your adrenals have to flood the body with adrenaline to keep the blood as thin as possible. It just wears the adrenals out too, breaks it down, totally kills them. That's another example. And I was explaining that to one guy and I was like, look, I said, you have to understand the more fat you're putting in every day, the more your adrenals have to keep on flooding and, and you'll get a little high off of it, but your adrenals are just going to be going and going and going. How long can that last before all this weight comes back on? Before all this weight comes back on? Because that's what happens. I was talking to a couple of you know trendy experts that got like books out and stuff and they were like, yeah, but, and, and I realized they, they haven't been really doing it that long. They might be doctors, but they were doctors in different field of medicine and they were doing conventional medicine and they decided to go alternative, you know, in the last five years. So they don't even have a track record 
of seeing people sick for 20, 30 years and heal for 20, 30 years and going through all the different things. And that's another thing I'm seeing now, but they put out all this data and everybody bites. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm saying this because you got to protect yourself and not be afraid of fruit. You got to protect yourself and lower your fats. I can teach you how to do it. We'll do it in every show. We'll do, it's, it's doable. You can do it. So chemical sensitivities, that's the blood being toxic with a lot of different poisons, but also it means you're viral. So with chemical sensitivities, you have to be viral. There has to be a virus inside the liver feeding off of all kinds of different poisons and releasing different varieties of toxins, not just dermatoxins and, and, and uh, neurotoxins that these viruses are releasing, including bacteria but releasing other forms of toxins the body gets allergic to and sensitive to. So this way, you become hypersensitive to whatever exposure out there because you have exposure internally. That's all sluggish liver to begin with. It's viral sluggish liver, but it's sluggish liver, but it's viral sluggish liver. I mean, we can go, we can go on here and on. Bloating, low hydrochloric acid because of a sluggish liver, low gastric acid because of a sluggish liver. Low bile reserves, I just talked about that. That's bloating. That means the liver got sluggish a long time ago. And you can do something about it. We can fix all this. We can fix all of this. So, you know, if anybody's just, you know, cluing onto the show or just got onto the show, I'm talking about liver rescue. I'm talking about rescuing our liver. Sluggish liver is what I'm talking about. It's very important. Constipation. Once again, sluggish liver filled with bacteria, though. Constipation is a lot to do with bacteria, sometimes viruses inside the liver. A lot of toxins and poisons is another thing. So it's amazing. And I got to tell you something. It's completely unknown that these and more originate at the liver. So it's completely unknown that these symptoms and conditions and more, a lot more that I even t- that I talk about in this book too, are related to the liver. And that's how it works. That's how it works. It's just incredible how it works. So it's not just sluggish liver, I say, or anything like that. I say stagnant liver. That's what I say. And you can say that too. That's fine. Um, but, but there's so much to learn about this. So let's talk a little bit more too about all of this. You know, it, it's, it's when, you take, when you take a walk every single day, what are you doing? You're saying, well, I'm glad I'm walking. I'm glad I'm taking a walk when you take a walk every day. I'm glad I'm, you know, people, I talk to people and they're like, well, I took a walk today. That was good. And I was doing this, I was doing that. I was really active. And, and it's incredible because the, someone's thinking about it. And I was eating really good today. I've said people tell me, hey, AW, I'm eating really good today. I'm actually, I'm actually, you should see it. You should see what I'm doing. And it's incredible. And everything we do for ourselves, we have to think about, what am I doing for my liver? Is this helping my liver? And and eating better can help your liver. Everything I'm doing can help the liver. And so that's important. I want to talk about bugs inside the liver for a couple of minutes too. I really do. And, And we'll go into this. So there's all these unwanted bugs and poisons in our liver that are actually, that are, are, our liver's dealing with. And our liver has its own immune system to help kill off these bugs. So we want to support the liver's immune system. So helping sluggish liver by supporting the liver's immune system is another way of getting it out of sluggishness because you're killing off the bugs that are inside of the liver. And that's really important. And the thing is, it takes a lot of nutrients inside the liver in order to battle anything. 
So that's why foods are so important in taking care of ourselves. That's why we need to lower all the fats and we got to get all these other nutrients in there. It's incredible. The last thing a liver needs is fat. The last thing, if you ever hear that glucose, sugar of any kind, so healthy sugar, I mean, hurts the liver is bad for the liver, you have just heard the most negligent and disappointing and <laughs> unbelievable pieces of misinformation there is in the industries. If you hear that out there or see that on the internet, you just heard the worst of it. Because, because what, what happens out there is when you hear that, then you don't know what to do. The fat, doesn't, the fat isn't good for the, the liver. doesn't want any fat going into it. It doesn't want to deal with any fats. So you have to remember that. So when it's overburdened with having to deal with fat because it's overburdened with Epstein-Barr, bacteria, heavy metals, old DDT, aluminum exposure, it's pe pesticides and all the different cousins of pesticides, insecticides, everything like that. You know, I remember, I remember when I got an apartment, it was laced. It was laced with insecticide when I got an apartment. It was laced. You can smell it. I didn't even talk to the landlord, and the landlord's like, well, yeah, we did, you know, we, 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 do an, we do an insect spray. You know, they come in here, and they got the little, you know, they get the little machine, and they're just got a little backpack, and they're just spraying every corner of every wall, and, you know, we're, they, they're spraying for this and spraying for that, and it's just, it's unbelievable. Where did all that go when I was standing there inhaling all that or living in it? Where did it all go? Went inside the liver. It, it just does. Even carpet cleaning chemicals just goes inside the liver. Everything goes in there. So you got all these different things. Our livers are meant to purify and filter and hold on to the good. So hold on to the good stuff. So it's, it, they, our livers become hoarders. They hold on to the good things. But they also have to hold on to the bad things. The more bad things we get in the liver, the less ability it can hold on to the good things. And that's how it goes. So we have to always remember that. The more bad things the liver fills up, creates a sluggish liver, the more it can't hold on to the good things. The liver is filled with vitamins and nutrients going all the way back, all the way back since the beginning, including inherited, meaning inherited Meaning like literally from the family line, nutrients from mom and, 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 and her mom. There are some nutrients that get passed along to our liver. It has to have nutrients. It holds on to a whole, whole bunch of nutrients. Like unbelievable how many. And then it's conversion, the conversion ability. Because the liver converts everything. It plays with things. It moves things around. It converts. It, I mean, this is, it's unbelievable about what the liver does. And it releases nutrients and minerals and hormones all into the bloodstream. And that's its job. But yet its other job is to actually filter out all those poisons I just talked about and all those toxins that make it sluggish. But what happens is when those toxins are going up, 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 and up, and they're climbing, and they're climbing, and climbing, all the ability for the all the ability for that liver to actually being sending it to send out the right hormones, the right conversions of nutrients, methylating everything, because the liver methylates virtually everything. So all of that going on, 
the liver can't do that anymore. So you can get people who are mineral deficient or deficient or going to go into doctors or whatever it is, and they're going to all these different doctors and they're getting all these different blood work, all the profile and everything is like, you're deficient in this, 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 this. That's because of a liver problem, but nobody even knows that. And then they'll give you the wrong diet that will still keep your liver sluggish and keep it harmed. That's the irony. They'll take you off of you. Make sure you're not doing any fruit. They'll make sure you're doing high protein, which is high fat, and they'll whatever, including even if you're vegan or plant based. This isn't about animal protein, people. You're vegan or plant based. They just put you on lots of lots of fats, and you're not gonna be hardly doing any fruit or leafy greens. Really, just being doing lots of fats. And so what happens is you got all these deficiencies. It's all showing up everywhere. And that's the liver. That's how it works. So, I mean, it goes, it goes on and on and on. Basically, basically, it's good to know that there's warnings that happen. But here's how it works with the liver, too. The liver neutralizes. So it neutralizes. It has to neutralize poison all the time. It has to stop poisons and neutralize them so that, you know, what happens is when it's neutralizing, I'll say that over and over again, it's that important of a word for this. That's why it's that important. What that means is it's stopping the toxin from being as harmful as it really is so that when it leaves the liver, it doesn't hurt you as much. That's the power of the liver and what the liver can do. It's it's extraordinary. And so it's doing that. So it has over 2,000 chemical functions that involve detoxification, neutralizing poisons, and everything else. And then what happens when your liver gets sluggish from all the different poisons that are already in the liver, and then you're bombarding it with high-fat diets and everything else? What happens? It loses its neutralizing capability, and that's how you age fast down the road. Sure, you might not be looking like you're aging when you're in your 20s, you might not be looking like you're aging when you're in your 30s. But, you know, you start aging too fast when you get or People do, you know, they start aging too fast. And that can happen. That's the neutralizing abilities lost because of a sluggish liver. The liver also has an anti-sluggish emergency alarm response. It's a chemical-induced response that brings in new vital energy to break up stagnancy The response is a liver spasm. This spasm can result in a tingle, a twitch, a slight ache, a warmth, a heat, a pulling, a bloating, a prickly feeling, a stitch in the side. That's what this is. It's incredible. But you even lose that opportunity when the liver gets too sluggish and it starts breaking down. You even lose that opportunity. And that's the sad Sad thing. There are five varieties of sluggish liver. So five varieties of sluggish liver. I'll give you that real quick. There's the middle of the liver. That's one variety of sluggish liver. So the middle of the liver can get sluggish. Science and research has no clue. That's like 30, 40, 50 years from now. Maybe. I mean, that's if we're lucky. It's not even about the liver itself as a whole becoming sluggish. It's different sections of the liver that become sluggish. And I'm just going to give you this rundown really quick. See if you see if you see if this matters to you how cool this is cuz when I got this information, I was blown off my seat. So the middle of the liver, that's the deepest part 
of the liver. And that's when you can get hot flashes, night sweats, prediabetes, swelling, fluid retention, body temperature fluctuations, low energy, weight gain, brain fog, dark circles under the eyes, hypoglycemia, fatigue, rashes, anger, frustration, irritability, a sense of loneliness, depression, anxiety, anxiousness, poor skin tone, skin pigment issues, Renaud's, that's all sluggish liver in the middle of the liver, the bottom of the liver. What happens is when the sluggish liver is in the bottom of the liver, a sluggish liver can make you toss and turn when it's in the bottom of the liver. You toss and turn at night, result in sleep disturbances, insomnia, constipation, feeling of unease, a sensation of hot and cold. All that's from the bottom of the liver being sluggish. Think about that. How cool is that to even know that? The top of your liver being sluggish. Let's talk about that for a second. That's acid reflux, that's bloating, gastritis, pressure in the abdomen. I'm just giving you a little bit of this that's, that's in liver rescue about sluggish liver. The left side of the liver, when you're sluggish on the left side of the liver, okay, that's, that's when you have feelings of weakness in the, in the left leg or arm, nausea, anxiousness, lack of hunger, insatiable hunger. This is information you can use, and I haven't even touched upon it that you could use to learn about your sluggish liver and learn how to heal it or learn how to move forward. I, there's so many symptoms. I'm just scratching the surface of some of these symptoms of what sluggish liver is about, about if it's in the middle, the top, the bottom, the left side, so forth. And there's five varieties of sluggish liver. Someone can walk around with two of them. Somebody walk around with three varieties of sluggish liver, meaning three areas because it's, it's of, of the liver being sluggish. Some people are just walking around with one, and it hasn't started yet. It's just starting a little bit. Think about that. And we can stop it. We can stop it. We can do something about it. We can. I mean, we can. And I lay it out in Liver Rescue. I lay it out. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can to make sure you have everything you need to heal in every way possible. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. Are you healing? Are you getting better? Do you have the information you need? Do you have the tools you need? Do you have the golden ticket in your hand? Do you have what it takes? And that means the information, okay? The information is what it takes. The rest is just applying it and applying it in the most gentle way, basic way, in any way, even if it's just the celery juice that we brought to the world, that Spirit and I brought to the world, the plain, straight celery juice that didn't exist until us, even if it's just that golden ticket to help you with your sluggish liver, anything. But I stand behind you. I love you guys dearly. You take one day at a time. Thank you for being on this, this show with me. This was amazing. And hey, uh, just know I believe in you. And just know I care. No, I love you guys. Bless your heart. Bless your soul. Take one day at a time. Things will be all right. Okay, bye-bye.